Hey, Wrestle fans, you're listening to the Wednesday Night War podcast, extra special edition, AEW Revolution Review. So, Warheads, welcome to, uh, what did we just watch? <laughs> AEW, AEW Revolution. Revolution. Glad you're here. I'm here. Good to see you. Been here all night. Uh, I'm here with Brett. Hey. How's it going? Good. And we have some special guests to uh, discuss Revolution. We sure as that hell we just, do. We just finished, I don't know, half an hour ago. Yes. Uh, we have Doug. Hi. Uh, f- frequent vest, give visitor, vest. vest. He's a vest count. I'm, I'm, I'm a vest tired. man. This is going to be interesting. Uh, former guest, Doug, uh, also co-host of Wings on Wings podcast. That is correct. That is correct. And we have another very special guest, first time on the show, first official crossover uh, from At Odds with Wrestling, or At Odds with Wrestling, from Longbox Heroes, from Longbox Heroes After Dark, Mr. Joe Sposto. This is the sound of my voice. Oh, Dana Gould's going to sue us. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's an homage. All right. It's a loving homage. Okay. So when are we going to eat the wings? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tear out some hot sauce. We can do this right now. No, I'll, right. I'll, I'll leave it to you. Got some torch bearer in there. Nope. Different podcast. Uh, so let's talk uh, Revolution. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Hell of a show. Revolution yeah. is a mystery. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 Nobody's no. saying that. No. Right. Next time. <laughs> when they do it next year because this is their WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. Was it? I mean, Cody said it has the potential to be. Cody's a known liar. Well. Cody's not making the best of decisions lately. <laughs> He's definitely so, not. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, okay. though. Um, yeah. So we're going to kick it off with the pre-show. We have Dark Order versus SCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a little schmoz in the beginning where SCU tells Daniels, "Stay in the back. We don't. We don't want you out here. Yeah. We don't need you. You don't belong out here. Best wrestler out of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, you stay in the back. Stay back here, old man." Um, so this goes ten minutes. Dark Order gets the win. How do uh, it was felt a lot longer than ten minutes? Yeah, it was okay. There was, for some reason, two extended, like heat, like hot tag segments on the heel side of things. That was which weird. was very strange. Um, I like the way that they handled the Daniels thing, though. Um, letting Daniels be the one to be like, "Oh, come on, don't believe what everyone's saying." And I thought the promo beforehand was really good. Of course, the red herring that Daniels is the exalted yeah. one for the Dark Order. Of They've course. been teasing that for weeks yeah, and weeks. yeah, yeah. And, like, who they tease on TV mm-hmm. of it being is definitely not going to be who it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be Raven. Uh, if they want to make a million dollars a night, <laughs> then they should just have Raven, like, not only be the exalted one, but also, like, book the shows. Yeah. Bring all those characters that he did on Raven's wrestler rehab into the show, like Dr. Acula and stuff. You ever see that failed series that Raven did with, like, High Spots or something? No. Where he no. gave shitty indie wrestlers even shittier gimmicks. <laughs> Just so we could laugh at them. <laughs> Check it out. We are, we are sitting at the table with uh, a bad weekend away from Perry Saturn. <laughs> so That's my indie name now? Yes. <laughs> that's your moniker. Like when you when you come out, that's what it says on your Chiron. Yeah. <laughs> also says your win-loss record. 
in 2020 and overall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the match was fine, but as you guys said, it felt like every minute of its 10 minutes. Yeah. Then we get the beatdown. Colt Cabana comes out to a good pop. Hometown crowd, sure, sure. Yeah. I literally thought for a second, I'm like, ooh, what if Colt's the exalted one? And I'm like, no, they're not that stupid. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a way to go? Oh, that'd be a waste of everyone's fucking time. And then they have the hooded figure come out, and I thought it was going to be Vince McMahon, which would have been fucking sweet. <laughs> if it was Vince McMahon as the all exalted yeah. one, imagine how much money they had to pay. Like, Tony Khan had to pay out to get that done. <laughs> but, like, it was... So, um, somebody else was watching the pay-per-view with us, who okay. has gone to bed. Yes. And uh, Michelle. By watch the pay-per-view, you mean sit in the room with us on her phone, <laughs> look up every now and then, and complain about how we all like wrestling. Right. <laughs> so, she points out that, you know, some some things in uh, wrestling might be kabuki-ish, might be not on the level, right? <laughs> so, here's my thought process. So, Daniel's... Comes to the building tonight knowing he doesn't have a match, but thinking he's going to come out to the ring with his compatriots. They say stay in the back, which he does. In that 10 minutes, does he, like, go run to, like, a spirit Halloween store (laughs) to get that whole robe? Or did he have that robe knowing that it was maybe, like, this was an elaborate ruse that in front of the cameras they would act it up that he would stay in the back? And this was all part of a larger scheme. If you think about things that happen in wrestling, they're really stupid. Yeah. But at the time watching it, I thought it was a cool, like, little, like, oh, tricked you. I mean, how did Macho Man know to bring three different outfits? That's all oh, and Elizabeth brought three different dresses. <laughs> That's true. Ah, yeah. oh, Christ. And women be packing and shopping, I tell you. Oh. I'm not going to lie. My favorite part of the entire pre-match promo was before they threw it to SCU. When Christopher Daniels was standing there with his half of mic stand, and he was just rocking back and forth, just getting into it, I, I was. He's very the happy wrestling with that. general. That's yeah. why he sings them to the ring. I'm mean, listen. I, I'm happy about it. I enjoy it. I'm glad to see Christopher Daniels still doing stuff. 30 years after his first right. match, or whatever the fuck I'm it was. I'm just glad to see 30 years. I'm going to wait till you take your drink. I'm just glad to see Christopher Daniels without hair. Because you all know how distressing it is to see pictures of him with hair. Oh, oh that burns. That's Jameson down the wrong pipe. There you go. Uh. Uh, you know, by the looks of that cloak that he was wearing, uh, I would believe he just stole it off of the craft services table. There you go. <laughs> right, threw right. it over his head. <laughs> but... So we're going to uh, get into the pay-per-view. We have the singing of the national anthem. We do. Sure as shit, why not? First match, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, we get a real good make-out sesh to start this, uh, this match. Sorry, did you say good? Oh, yeah, there was okay. a, lot, a lot of tongue, right. brother. That, that teaches <laughs> me a lot about you that I didn't know. Like what? Like you're a creep. I mean, I did know that. Now. That's true. Brett likes a lot of tongue action. Yeah, yeah, I so. I'm a passionate guy. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. Oh, oh, God. That reveals a lot more about this show to the rest of the world than I was willing to uh, let out there. <laughs> so Hager gets the win. It goes like 15 minutes Yeah. via head and arm triangle yeah, choke standard. Arm triangle, which looked... I mean, they're not going to do it perfectly. It looked better than when Undertaker was trying to do the uh, triangle choke. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> the Taker care of business. Taker. That what you mean? No, that was the that was the Dragon Sleep Oh, okay. What button kills Doug's microphone? Bah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I was kind of excited for this match because of because Dustin's like the best, uh, and I thought he'd carry Hager to a good match. 
my uh, first we didn't thing, necessarily get that. First thing I was just like, why is this open in the card? Yeah. Because there's a certain other match that I definitely mm-hmm. would have picked. Yeah, I would have shuffled uh, this around. But it was it was all right. I think in retrospect, shuffling the card around, and we'll get to the what should have been the opener here momentarily. But I think on paper, this would have made sense. Like the crowds into Dustin. Yeah, Dustin could have had a good match if they shaved like five minutes off the match. Maybe I think the crowd would have been a little bit more. The stuff with the the woman at ringside, like I guess it was Jake Hager's wife. I would hope so. Or, would hope or girlfriend, <laughs> yes. or this is how we his wife finds out that he has a mistress. <laughs> but even when like they go over and kiss, I'm like, oh, okay, well Dustin's gonna kiss her at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the thing. And like Dustin didn't kiss her; he just wiped his face on her, which was you know all right. I, I'm sure there was some sort of consent that happened beforehand. But again, in the in front of the cameras world, Dustin forcing himself on her or whatever, you know, everybody was up in arms. I do my best to stay off social media during live events, and I know Same. you guys, yeah. you know, but I, today there was a little bit of downtime between matches because we saw the pre-show, so we saw like the, a lot of the promo packages like multiple, multiple times, and people were very upset about Dustin. It's like, it's classic professional wrestling, yeah. and yeah, there's certain things that maybe we can get out, but like when you start the match with the heel making out with his woman, girl, valet, whomever, you work into the match, it's a spot, you know it's coming. If it bothers you, I guess it bothers you, then mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of other things about wrestling that bother you as well. Yeah, a um, But the thing that bothered me the most is that just match was too long. Yeah. Too long as an opener. Um, I think we all had higher expectations of what Dustin could have done yeah. with Hager, Absolutely. and it was just like a middle-of-the-road match. Yeah. Not horrible, just not, I think, what we might have built it up in our heads No, they, I mean, I think they wanted to make Hager look really strong, uh, and I don't know if they complete, completely succeeded at that, uh, but they just basically let him beat Dustin up a lot. I think my biggest issue with it was he should have had something more destructive as a finisher, number one. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, Doug, he's undefeated in the MMA. Uh, yeah. If you want to call Bellator MMA, <laughs> yeah, it, well, and, and getting your last match thrown out because you literally need the guy in the growing still three undefeated times in a row. though. It's, I, it's, it's it's beats the hell out of, of getting into a fight in an alley next to a bar. I guess okay. I don't know, right. but they could have it could have looked a lot more destructive. And yeah, yeah Dustin was busting his ass trying to make Hager yeah. look good. Yeah. Hager just looked. Then again, I never thought terribly highly of no, Hager at any point in his career, so I was I was not expecting anything crazy from this. Yeah, the best uh, Jake Hager ever was when was when Bunkhouse Buck was his fake dad on SmackDown. <laughs> Does anyone remember that when no. he was a champion? I do. I remember that. And they that. had like this whole like swagger uh-huh. memorial ceremony, and there was the swagger flying eagle, mm-hmm. and there was uh, the his hometown named a, a sandwich after him. It was called the Swaggy, and it was delicious. And then they brought out a guy to like to get bumped around to play his dad. And it was uh, Jimmy Golden, a.k.a. Bunkhouse Buck. Wow. Yeah. So, canonically, uh, that makes uh, Jake Hager remember the stud stable. So, you know, he gets a little bit of a pass true. from that. He grandfathered in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, in all those the other days, uh, hanging out with Dutch Mantel. Right. Know, I'll put that into account, too. <laughs> so, they hype up an episode of Dynamite coming up on March 25th from Newark, New Jersey. Uh they in Vince's backyard. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yep. Um, they have. They say, oh, this is two rings, one cage, roofed. It's going to be a war. <laughs> they say roofed? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. a roofed cage. All right. Uh, and they call it AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts. Blood and but guts. they also threw in there, they're like, two cage, like, 
two cages, one or your two rings, one roof cage. You know the rest. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have the trademark to the thing. <laughs> Cody this is yeah. Cody uh on the AEW podcast this week said that he has a lawyer who's going up and like keeping an eye on like all the old WCW trademarks and he mm. buys them up. That's why they got Bash the Beach. Mm-hmm. And I think Cody even said that he has like Halloween Havoc and Spring Stampede wow. and Slamboree because yeah. he has them because he wants to get so many. He, he comes right on and says this. He says, I'm trying to get so many of them that hopefully WF just comes to me and says, what do you want? Mm. And what does he want? He wants Starcade. Uh-huh. I'll give you all of these uh, okay. for Starcade. So, okay. uh, again, not War Games, I guess. Starcade yeah. is the one that Cody's trying to like buy right. up all these little trademarks. Well, he bought. I mean, he owns the Match Beyond too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He owns the Match Beyond, but he doesn't own the yeah. name War Games. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I'm shocked that that WWE would let something like Halloween Havoc go. I think such great memories of Halloween Havoc. I agree. I think WWE doesn't look at like what they acquired from WCW mm. as important as like people who were in WCW or were fans of WCW yeah. were. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. Yeah, those were those are what I watched more. Those are the ones I remembered more from when I was a kid. Was watching those WCW. Yeah, ones. and I usually like if I'm gonna throw on an old pay per view on the network, like I usually go watch them from WCW. Yeah, I just I don't know. That's just where I'm at with things. Next match, we have Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, this shit started out hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. We Buster Point had a bunch of shit before the match even started, mm-hmm. including a 630 through a table on the outside. Um, like a ribs 630. Yeah, it was, it was gross. Uh, overall, match finally starts. Darby wins in five minutes because, obviously, that's official match time. Okay. Um, this is what I would have had start the show. I don't know. How about you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. This should have been the opener. Uh, and you forgot about Darby eating shit on that dive. Oh, yeah. Where oh. he, like, hangs he hangs uh, Sammy over the guardrail. And the idea is that he's going to, like, bullet tope himself. But he, like, clipped himself. And, like, I think the yeah. top of his head hit the back of oh. Sammy's head. Mm-hmm. And they did a real good job of trying to cover it. But it just looked real fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah, added to the chaotic nature of the match. Darby Allen's character is someone who kind of, you know, the charismatic enigma, daredevil, <laughs> so on and so forth. But more importantly, um, they have a star in Darby Allen. They do. For the crowd gets do. a huge yeah. reaction, and you know, as the you know, as we're going to discuss the show here, you know, there are definite people that you could look at, watch the show, and point at and say, "That's someone who's a star." That's someone who's going to be a star in six months, a year, whatever it is. And it stinks that like you can't watch WWE TV today or even NXT today and say, that's the guy that's going to be the next star. Yeah. Because the, there's no one that's being groomed that way. And like we've lamented. I know you guys have lamented. It's like Darby loses all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you win for losing. Sometimes you lose for losing. Having a big win on a pay-per-view over a guy who's like in the main event stable. I think this is going to help. I... I AEW's taught us that maybe they're not going to just like have him job out Wednesday on TV. Maybe they're going to have him in a little bit more high profile of a thing. Or maybe he's going to be on Dark and just get like a squash match over like a Brandon Cutler or some shit like that. Uh, that's Dragon Man Brandon Cutler? No, it's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> but at least it's something. Like this should be the start of something. I don't think they're stupid. I, I They can't see Darby Allen come out, hear the reaction that he gets every time he comes out. And be like, yeah, that's a guy we can just kind of like not worry about and not do something with him. I, 
Hope they do something with him. Yeah, I, they would have to. I mean, he gets the second biggest reaction from the crowd yeah. every time he's out. As long as he's sharing the card with someone we'll talk about later, uh, it's the second biggest. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he's just... The look is there. The attitude is there. The moveset is there. He's got one of the better finishes. You know, the coffin drop is a, it's just cool. It's so simple. It's cool. Um, <laughs> just, I can see kids trying to do it at home, which is going to be <laughs> very dangerous. Um, he just he stands out on the crowd. He looks different. Uh, it just it, they better not screw this up. One of the big takeaways I also got from this match, in yeah. addition to as mentioned, the crowd really came alive for this one. Yeah. Count along with the pinfall at the end. Super into it. Mm-hmm. Even the commentators. The first match they seemed kind of lethargic, kind of like they were getting their footing. Yeah, not quite sure. You know, they just didn't feel like they were throwing any energy out there. For this one, they really seemed to start getting into it and waking up. And the kind of thing you want for, you know, the nice thing about AEW at this point for me, because the pay-per-views are spaced out so much, mm-hmm. they mean more in my eyes. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So that they need to bring it. It's like, okay, you can be asleep for the rest of the fucking week or the rest of the fucking month. For the show, yeah, this one, you know... Take whatever you need to get yourself up, or get a good night's sleep, you know, have a little whiskey, whatever the fuck you got to do. Sure. It doesn't mean they haven't been throwing great matches and pay-per-view level, level matches on the weekly shows, but the, uh, the quarterly pay-per-view is the way to go, especially if they can make some stuff like they did tonight work. Yeah, and, and that's how NXT was for the longest time, was their takeovers, it was like yeah. quarterly. Now you're starting to get more, and it's... And they just did three weeks of terrible TV. <laughs> they certainly did. But, you know, AEW is giving time for stuff to develop, I guess, more. Where mm-hmm. NXT, a lot of it, I don't know, like the whole Gargano, Ciampa thing right now, it seems very rushed. Yeah. Because Trips had it set, I need these two at Mania weekend, you know? Yeah. Because the last year, what happened with Ciampa getting hurt and everything. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, I, I do like what AEW's doing. Yeah. I also like that this just, like, started out as just, like, a fight. Yeah. Pretty much, like... You have like a lot of these, oh, these guys, they hate each other, but we're going to start with a headlock, you know? Yeah. And these two, just, no, well, let's just go for and it. And we praise Darby a whole bunch, but Sammy is also very good in coming Absolutely. into himself. Uh, you know, really looking like a star. I think he's helped standing out from the inner circle and really can become a guy who can rise up, you know, very similarly to the way Darby did. Uh, he's just, he's looking good. This match was great. So it wasn't all Darby. He was, Sammy's good. Oh, for sure. No, they yeah. both gave themselves a nice yeah. bump up tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sammy's involved in, like, every aspect of this pay-per-view, it, it seems. He's always popping up in anything anybody else is involved in. So Yeah. Next match, AEW Tag Team Championship. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega going up against the Bucks. Uh, this goes, holy shit. This went over a half hour. Oh, yeah. yeah it I didn't like even it, realize it, that. They, they announced 30 Ugh. minutes had gone by, and then it was like they went right to the finish. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. I didn't even realize that. Hangman and Omega won. Um, Shocked. Didn't think that was going to yeah, be Yeah, I no. thought this was going to be the title switch. I thought this yeah. was going to be the turn. Yep. I thought everything was going to happen. Uh, this match absolutely sub- subverted my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I just, I don't know. I still can't get over the bucks from that fucking shit on dark a few weeks ago <laughs> i can't damn I all right <laughs> yeah i thought it was terrible it was I, so bad all right don't watch it <laughs> no no don't, watch don't it. just don't it's that we we only you'll, we you'll, only watch dark for research here okay <laughs> i know i know you're a big fan but if you watch it you will now also hate qt marshall 
<laughs> yeah. And I have a complete... I'll make a confession on here as well. Oh. I barely watch wrestling anymore. Oh. I would rather listen to the respective podcasts. I was like, well, I could watch the show, or I could just listen to At Odds and Wednesday oh. Night Wars. I was like, I'd rather have my friends tell me about what's going on with wrestling at this point. I don't have the time to sit through a goddamn show. You should watch that Iron Man match, though, from, from this week, though. Yeah. Right? That I do want to... The Iron yeah. Man rubber, rubber match. match. <laughs> oh. Rubber match. Yes. Uh, another Thank thing, you. like I took mm-hmm. away from this, like, and it's just obvious, but holy shit, Hangman's over. Yeah. Oh my god, that crowd loves yeah. that guy. Uh, Which is why I'm shocked they didn't do the turn. Like that would bump him up even the, even another level. But okay, so I agreed with you four days ago. Okay. But if they turned him, yeah, as over as he is as a baby face, mm-hmm. that's going to make everybody else look shitty. Yep. Like, they're going to get the opposite effect. I think they I did the so. right thing. The Bucks, as much as I hate them, they're, you know, whatever their in-ring thing is, I freely admit, because of my personal feelings about them being two dickbags, I'm soured by seeing their in-ring presence. But yeah. I really like the match tonight. But they are at a point in AEW, because they're the executive vice president, because of the position they've put themselves in, they could be heels one night, babyface the other night, and they're still going to be that same level of over. They're not going to be any more over than they already are, and they're never going to go down really at any point. So for them to take a risk like this and have them play heavy heel in this mm-hmm. matchup yeah. in the hopes to build that rehabilitation for Hangman Page, who they fucked over for these last six months, they man. They really did, And yeah. just in the last two months, they've finally started to rehabilitate him and get him back up to where he was. Man, like, I think back when they had him set up to do the the match to determine the championship with Jericho, and they gave him that fucking boring ass match yeah. against Kip Sabian, yep. where like it was twenty five fucking minutes long, and it was worked fifty fifty with Kip Sabian. No offense, <laughs> I'm sure Kip Sabian's a delight who vanity searches people, but that fucking match <laughs> uh, did he... Hangman Page zero favor. Yeah. Kip, Kip Sabian follows us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he listens to the show. Uh, after he gets the copy from Charlotte, who then gets the copy from who uh, else listens? Uh, Moxley, Moxley listens, Moxley listens Moxley, because yes. of the eye patch yep. switcheroo. Yep. Right, right. Yeah, so. um, yeah. But it, I'm just glad that they're finally because they do have a star in Hangman Page. Yeah. Um, and he is someone that they can build. Um, you know, a year from now, six months from now, when he contends for the title. It's not going to feel like, oh, this guy again. It's going to be like, finally, he's back where he belongs sort of thing. And uh, this match was great. Um, 1B, best match in the show. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. 1B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, the, for me, the, the, length, uh, the length of it really got to me. Uh, I was a little kind of, much like the crowd was, out of it, then back into it, then out of it, then back into it. Uh, it was really good, but I, let's tighten it up. Let's cut it down a little bit. That's, yeah, my, were... that's my running complaint about every wrestling match and movie past uh, 2003. <laughs> so. There were a lot of moments in this match where it felt like it was getting a little excessive. I, the big falls at the that's end. The, uh, excessive is what the young bucks do. I know, I know, but... We are the outliers. Yeah. The crowd was there for every second of this match. Their fans want these matches out of these guys. No, and I totally, I, I can totally cop to that, yeah. judging by how they were reacting. And they were bringing them up like that. Yeah. But, I, yeah, it just got a little bit too much I, for I know personally. you don't watch, uh, you know, admittedly wrestling very much, but 
one of the pay-per-views over the summer where it was Cody and Dustin against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks like worked an old-school Southern-style heel tag match in the main event of the show, and the crowd fucking hated it. Because yeah. the crowd don't want it. Like, it's great that the Bucks can do that. The crowd doesn't want to see the Young Bucks do that. They want to see, you know, they want to see the Young Bucks do their flips and do all their shit. And again, they know how to do every move, and they put every single move in every single match that they do, mm-hmm. which is fine. But... This fit for this instance, it got Hangman and Omega over. It solidified them as a team, let them be the tag team champions, and they set up a whole bunch of other programs. And I think during the show, like Dark Order might have been tweeting at him, mm. saying whatever. And listen, man, I'm down with a John Silver and Alex Reynolds TV match against those two. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that sounds hot shit to me. You know, they'll probably give him like seven minutes, but they'll make them look like killers mm-hmm. in the match before they do like the V trigger fucking. Hangman, flippy do lariat, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name. That's the name, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> buckshot lariat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like flippy do. All right. <laughs> Better. At the end, they uh, Kenny kind of gets with the box, bygones or bygones, because they got very heated during the match, spitting they in did. each other's faces. Yeah. Um, Hangman kind of teased something of hitting Omega with the buckshot, but mm. they're just like, all right, come on, pal, let's yeah. go. And then he drank everybody's beer. Cause, sure. Because that's what he does. Next match... Women's Championship, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Yeah. Uh, this goes 13 minutes. Oh. Wow. <laughs> um, Nyla wins. Uh, I'll say this first. Statlander uh, apparently had the flu, like, Thursday. Yeah. Such a fever, severely dehydrated, <laughs> came in on the match anyway. So to give her, like, a 13-minute match. Yeah. Oh, it showed. Boy. It, it yep. showed. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, Nyla retains, um, crowd was just dead. Yeah. It, it just, it was, t- it's, a, they it's had a to dead be. It spot. was that spot. Yeah. Does anybody know, how long has Nyla been in the business? Anybody know off the top of their head? Not sure. Because Statlander's only a few years. Two at the most. Um, and I think this match, the length and the physical condition, uh, you know, Statlander's illness kind of exposed them to that. Sort of, they were lost, the pacing was weird. And then the the mishandling of some big moves. Right. Um, you know, we talked about it during the show. Uh, this being in the death spot, anything yep. that followed that tag team match was going to be mm-hmm. in a rough situation. You have a, compa- a, a brand new champion who you're trying to get back over, yeah. rehabilitate her after they fucked up her initial run, mm-hmm. where she should have been the first champion. They were in her fucking hometown. Yeah. She should have fucking won the belt, yep. right? And then have her cut the heel promo the next week. Anyway. And then you have someone else who's coming into the match who's sick. You could have did this match in two minutes, mm-hmm. have Statlander start off hot, 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 misses something big, Nyla comes in, you know, hits the, the beast bomb, whatever the fuck her finisher is, that's it. It gets her over an established thing, yep. one move, Chris Statlander's not hurt from it, oh, you know, just like Bret Hart when he lost the Intercontinental title to Mountie and he had 104 fever, of if course. you remember that back uh, in yes, 1992, absolutely. Absolutely. same situation. Brett came back, and he was able to win the title three months down the road from Roddy Piper and everything. You could have done the same thing. Establishes Nyla. You give Nyla a bunch of wins, quick wins. It's like, holy shit, she's just killing people. And then the minute you have someone come in and last, like, three minutes, four minutes against her, you take her off her feet. Like, she was taken off her feet, like, within the first, like, minute of the match. Like, that could have been a huge spot you could have sold six weeks, two months, whatever it is, three months down the line. This was a poorly structured match, and, uh... I don't know. This is like I can't blame the competitors in the match. I have to blame the agent of the match. The agent of the match should have had a better head on their shoulders and yeah. said, "Shorten it up, sick, 
Let's not expose our champion in her first title defense on no. pay-per-view. But it is what it is. Worst match on the show, by far. So do we Easily. know Do we know the who the agents are? Like Stinko Malenko, right? Malenko, Billy Gunn. Oh, right, Billy Gunn. Uh, BJ Billy Whitmer, Gunn. Jerry Lynn. Oh, Whitmer's there. I didn't Whitmer. Know that. Yeah, yeah okay. they, they actually made an appearance on Dark this week. Oh, yeah, yeah the Hillbilly Jesus showed up yes. on... Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> he certainly did. Wow, yeah. all right. Him and Jerry Lynn. It was just some pull-apart. Okay. Uh, they were in the uh, they were in the uh, Pac uh, Orange Cassidy pull-apart on uh, TV saw, this week, I saw too. Jerry oh, Lynn. I didn't yeah, see, I yeah. didn't see okay. Whitmer. Maybe that's what I'm Whitmer's kind of unrecognizable now. Oh, yeah, he, he looks weird. But he's like, he's not working out, so he's like a lot thinner. Oh, all right. Yeah. And if he's not stealing Junaki Yama's moveset, I wouldn't be able to recognize him anyway. Um... <laughs> Second question. <He> f- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Second question. Because uh, this was in the death spot, would you have moved it anywhere? No. Nope. Would, would was there another match you would have rather had in this death spot? Absolutely not. I, I think, think it's, just, it's just a victim of circumstance. Yeah. Like Joe said, okay. it didn't matter what was coming after this. You don't think Darby dead. Sammy could have pulled the crowd back around? Nope. No. No? Okay. No. Not after a half-hour match where it's a very emotional match, I just... It's a victim of circumstance. I think so. What do you think, Doug? I think the biggest issue, like we talked about, is, yeah, this is going to be a bad spot on the show, number one. They could not have helped that. The thing they could have helped was they could have tightened up the match. There could have been a hundred different things they could have done differently, just in regards of Statlander's sick, Nyla crushes her, you know, call it a day, and then Statlander, they can start building for something, maybe even over the summer if they wanted to stretch out that long, where Statlander can say, you beat me with a fever. You didn't beat me healthy. So, and there you go. You're right there. The fans are like, all right, let's see how it goes when they're both at 100%. And commentary was trying to put over, like, the alien part of it. Like, she wasn't used to the atmosphere. She got sick because (laughs) of it. So, why not run with it? What the hell? Piss JR off and run with it. (laughs) There were a couple, like, spots of the match where I know the four of us were just like fuck like there was almost a slip off the top of the superplex yeah Uh, the power bomb at the end could have been went way fucking wrong I think Nyla Uh, (laughs) forgot her feet were hooked behind Uh the fucking rope yeah yeah no need to it was just exhaustion 13 minutes of a match it just wasn't ill advised yes up next we have MJF versus Cody Uh, MJF with the fucking tanner Yep. My God. Uh, Cody with the live band performance. And? <laughs> Eddie Kingston singing for the band. And? <laughs> what else am I missing? Oh! Uh, how, how the fuck did I forget? The star of the My show. My apologies. The real star of this show, what everyone's going to be talking about. This put a halt to all I think all of our attention to the actual I match. I honestly, it took me so long to pay attention uh, to, get, to get back into this match. Cody has a new not-so-subtle tattoo. Oh, my God. A fucking neck tattoo? A neck tattoo. Of his corporate logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the side of his neck? It, like, wraps up to his jawline. Uh, what the hell are you doing, bud? <laughs> so, then we were, like, speculating of whether or not it was real or not, if it was fake. Yeah. Then we found, like, the pictures from the AEW Twitter account where they put it, uh, here's Cody getting the tattoo. And then there were even people, like, because the Twitter, whoever yeah. runs the AEW Twitter account, mm-hmm. like, tagged their Instagram account. So people oh. were like, are the tattoo people so embarrassed of this tattoo that they deleted their Twitters? And then, yeah. listen, I'm not a tattoo guy by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. So before we actually get to the wrestling match, hey, DJ, on a yeah. scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate that tattoo for quality? <laughs> uh, for quality, that thing gets a, a I mean, a, a 1, maybe a 2 <laughs> if, if I looked at it more. Uh, those of you who don't know, obviously you can't see me. Uh, I'm pretty much covered in tattoos. You can't see me just like uh, seen her. Uh, 
I'm going to point to the WrestleMania sign, tip my hat. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my arms are covered, I have my legs, I have my chest. Uh, I do not have my neck, uh, mostly because I have to hold the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're the executive vice president yeah, at your true. job, you're yes. just going to get all neck tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it was Brett who said it during the show, like, only people with fuck you money go from no tattoos to neck tattoos. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> which, he de- which Cody definitely has. Uh, but the close-up on that thing, uh, the line, the lines are crossed, the stars are misshapen, it's not symmetrical, even though it's supposed to be a symmetrical design. Uh, it, it's a bad tattoo. And I have some bad tattoos, so I can call it out. The placement looks like they got a temporary tattoo, and, and Cody just said, Brandy, just slap this on my neck before I go out for my match. <laughs> That's my bigger problem with it. And that one of the reasons why I thought it was fake, because when they zoomed in on it, it was all like, I guess scabby, like it got a couple days ago, if it's healing up, it will scab, and to me he's not taking care of it right. Uh, and it'll lose color, and it'll scar, and it'll be even worse than it is. <laughs> but uh, like the placement is so odd to me. I was like, there's no way that could be real. Because I like neck tattoos. I can get, I'd get one if I, you know, obviously didn't need to hold a job. If I had fuck you money, I'd be, I'd have face tattoos for Christ's sakes. But, um, like Perry <laughs> Saturn. Like Perry. <laughs> <laughs> who's a bad weekend away from becoming the Perry Saturn of the show? Oh, man, making a strong case for yourself over there. I'm boy. already established as the sick boy of the new flock. Oh, <laughs> who am I, can I, can I be Scotty Riggs? <laughs> Here, let me stab your yeah, eye out. Stab your eye out shortly. Uh, it just the placement is so weird. It's just, it's just such an ill-advised tattoo. But I mean, what does he have to worry about, really? Yeah, he's, <laughs> I don't know. He's man. already no. married. He's he's got a job. <sighs> I guess so. So uh, you know, the match itself, MJF wins. This goes like twenty-five minutes. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's me vomiting in the microphone. <laughs> it uh. It's just, for me, it didn't hit a, that next gear at all. Like, the opposite of Darby and Sammy, just, you know, it felt like a fight at the beginning. They yeah. hate each other. This is supposed to be the most hateful thing in the company. And, like, it just didn't feel like a fight. I don't know. I didn't think so. What about you guys? There was a lot of screwing Ooh. around in the match that just, it felt yeah. like we're going to pull in. Okay, uh, MJF doing a bunch of the stalling and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense for his role and being how he's so hated and he's the villain here. And, of course, he's doing it. Number one, he's a coward at heart. Number two, he's trying to rattle Cody's cage and get him off of his game because he's so pissed already. And that's fine. I like that. But a lot of it, too, they're getting into... There was a bunch of mat wrestling sequences. Those didn't mm-hmm. quite jive for me, too. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing Cody do the entire thing where he bites the rope. Mm-hmm. Even though he stole that from, uh, what was it, Stone Pitbull? Yeah, yeah Stone uh, kind, of, kind of. Not really, but kind of, but yes. There you go. Yeah, there, yeah, and I, I mean, some of the brawling in the crowd was cool, but yeah, like Brett said, yeah, the entire thing felt like there was no, there was no venom behind it. It was a Cody Rhodes match. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, this match should have had 10 minutes shaved off of it, at yeah. the very least, especially yes. since it's not the end of the feud. Um, outside of the Nyla match, this was uh, my least favorite match of the show for many of the reasons that Doug just mentioned. This is the match that they've been building up as the blood feud for the last three to four months, mm-hmm. and they're like fucking around in the match, like doing like cutesy spots and all this other shit. And then we get not one but two Brandy 
spots in the match. Plus, we get the spot where fucking Cody wipes out Arn that there's really no payoff for. It's just like no. Arn gets to take a nap for 10 minutes in the middle of the match. <laughs> it's the, probably the 10 minutes I would have cut out of the match. So, so we know that Arn was the agent for this match. Right. Which he just wrote himself in a nap. And, and as DJ said, it was a Cody match. Cody match. Like, we've all been led to believe that Cody is this great wrestler. And, and I've said before... He's a, and this is the the Pod Van Dam boys say this. He's the three star general. He, <laughs> and when left to his own devices, he's gonna do a three out of five star match at best. Yeah. He's a great actor. He could really pull you in with his promos and his facials, and he has grown men crying after or before they shit their pants in the crowd. <laughs> but when it comes to a match where Cody has to be the one who dictates the pace, yeah, it's not good. No. When he's in there with Jericho, someone who dictates the pace and knows how to wrestle, it's great. When he's in there with Dustin, someone who knows how to wrestle and can dictate the pace, it's great. Cody, and there's a lot of other guys that are in that upper echelon at AEW that need someone like a Jericho, that need someone like a, a Dustin to lead them through of how to structure a match. It's great that you know all this shit, and it's great that you have all these great ideas. You don't need to put all of these great ideas in one match. And then kind of like lose yourself in the weeds of what the idea of this match is. This should have been a quick, heated brawl. Even do something where like Cody gets disqualified for going too far, you know? Or anything like that. Like MJF winning was the right idea. Ten minutes too long. Bunch of bullshit that should not have happened in the match. And uh, Cody is a dope for getting that stupid neck tattoo. <laughs> See, yeah, well, and I just want to say, like, I like Cody matches. You know, like, I've watched matches, and I'm like, oh, this was a good match. It harkens back to a different time. Some people may call it grandpa wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I like grandpa wrestling, yeah, too. Me, yeah. too. Uh, it's it's just, uh, yeah, there, there needed to be a little more heart, a little more passion. You know, we watched the man get whipped with a belt, and I was like, like holy shit. Like, when he gets his hands on MJF, he's yeah. going to tear yeah. apart, yeah. and then he it, yeah. plays around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it should have been just a, a brawl, like Joe said. It just should have, I don't know. It should have been different. Well, it's the classic case of Dustin got all of Dusty's wrestling ability. Yeah. Cody got the promo ability. And the lisp. And the lisp, yes. Yeah. But that. But that's it. That's it. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Next up, we have the real main event of the evening. The people's main event of the evening, if you will. Mm -hmm. The Bastard Pack going up against Orange Goddamn Cassidy. Freshly squeezed. So this goes 13 minutes. I wish it went 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. It could have went three hours. I would have been okay. happy. Okay. Let's do it. Texas death match. <laughs> uh, Pack gets the win. That's good and all. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy might be the biggest star in this company. He was the biggest star in this company by doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. By doing the Orange Cassidy shtick of the hands in the pockets, the sunglasses, and everything else like this. Mm -hmm. Tonight, he gets to show the world what this man DJ, this man Brett, this man Doug, this man me, <laughs> parentheses Gangrel myself, <laughs> and everyone at home listening to this yeah. who knows Orange Cassidy, knows what Orange Cassidy can do. And somebody else said this on Twitter, I looked at it, that you know you are a piece of shit if you hate Orange Cassidy when you hear Jim Ross during the match come around on yep. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And you hear Jim Ross become a believer. This is Jim Ross, who has gone on record on his podcast 
and say, and I'm not going to do the bad Jim Ross impersonation, that if you do a back rake or 10 punches in the corner, I'm not calling it because that's bullshit. And on this show, there was a back rake and there was 10 punches in the corner. And Jim Ross, granted he wasn't there for the back rake, but he was there for the 10 punches and he did not call that shit. He did not put it over. So you hear a man who did not get Orange Cassidy at the beginning of this match a week ago, 13 weeks ago, 18 weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was, and at the end of the night, he yep. got Orange Cassidy. He understood Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's a goddamn, not superstar, he's a fucking megastar. Yeah. And when yep. he is on the red carpet for Fast 9, <laughs> and The Rock, and John Cena, and Vin Diesel, and whoever the fuck else is in those movies are posing with pictures of him, <laughs> then we'll all know. It's just going to go up and up and up and up. When Orange Cassidy, 20 years from now, is like in fucking movies, man. What the fuck? Yeah. This is the world we live in, and this is why I love professional wrestling. Yeah. Shit like this could happen. Yeah. And like JR was vocal about not getting this yes. kind of stuff. Like it's not like you know if you listen to his podcast, even you'd hear it there. But like on AEW TV, he would talk about how he wasn't into this kind of thing and didn't understand it. And you know the his heart grew. Three sizes like the Grinches, <laughs> although that's a medical condition for Jr. Oh. Uh, but he he, uh, oh. he he came around. Yeah, as opposed to where uh, Tony Schiavone is in love yes. with Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Schiavone's on board, on board from the beginning. Yeah, so. see, like that's a guy. I, I yeah. Schiavone gets it. You know, it's he understands. Um, the match itself was was awesome. But Pac was playing along with like the sh- the shin mm-hmm. kicks and everything. I thought that was cool. Then he turned it up and just started beating the shit out of him. Um, you had like what the Lucha Brothers ran out and yeah yeah they went after got, best friends got best friends away from the ring. So I guess that's gonna set them up, which I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the biggest story coming out of this was just Orange Cassidy. I mean, <laughs> any nitpick I have, Orange Cassidy should have won. Yeah. But again, we're biased. I'm biased. Yeah. This course. match, you said 13 minutes. It could have been three minutes with Orange Cassidy, get him out of nowhere with the mousetrap, mm-hmm. and we lead to more matches that Pac wants his revenge. This match could have been 30 minutes, an hour, three hours. It was great. Yeah. Because you have yeah. two fucking professionals who know exactly what they're doing. They're willing to play along. They're willing to tell this story. And where's Orange? Like I said, Orange Cassidy's a megastar. Absolutely. And I hope everyone's convinced of it. I hope... Wednesday on TV is when they roll out the superstar fucking push for him, and he starts getting big wins, he starts getting matches, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I just want my friends to be millionaires. Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't care about me. Fuck me. I, I made my light, lot in life. My, my friends who are in wrestling, I want them to be fucking millionaires. And Orange Cassidy's going to be a goddamn millionaire. Yeah, I hope so. And, but, and, you know, he lost, and, you know, we all are in agreement he should have won, but he didn't lose anything by losing. Nope. Uh, you know, he is the the breakout star, other than the neck tattoo, of this show. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, he showed the world what, what, if you went down the rabbit hole on YouTube, if you've seen him anywhere else he's been, you you get it. Uh, Brett and I were at a, a show a while ago, I think we've mentioned on the show, live, uh, that he was on, and we were front row, and the crowd did not get it. No. But we were laughing our asses off yeah. live in this show. And he was he did the whole shtick and like it was just a small you know indie show in I don't even remember where it was. Was that the three way with him and Ultimo Dragon or somebody it, well, else? He, he Ultimo that was the show with Ultimo. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't was on it. Berwick or something. Yeah, Berwick or somewhere, uh, some small Pennsylvania town, and uh, you know the the crowd there was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and we were losing our minds because we know how good he is at the comedy stuff. 
and his shtick, and then how good he is when he turns on being a wrestler. Uh, so it's it, he's the star of this show. This match was great, and Pac was again. We talked about it on last the episode a few days ago. The perfect opponent for him. It just I there's nobody else I would have picked for him to wrestle on the AEW roster first. Uh, and you know that you have something when you look in the crowd and little kids are dressed up like you. Mm-hmm. Grown men and women are now dressing like you. Uh, adult female dentists at Comic Cons <laughs> are dressed like you. It's just they have it, and and they it's yeah. God, just strap the fucking rocket to him and let it let him go. Yeah, the big one for me on this one too, and like you said, DJ, he Pac was such a good opponent because he brings that that entire flavor too, especially coming off of the huge Iron Man match with Omega. Where they, from all accounts I read of it, they just beat the ever living yeah. shit out yeah. of each other. Oh, yeah. And yeah, if they've done anything very well in AEW, it's making Pac look like a fucking murderer. Mm-hmm. And even though Orange Cassidy, he got he was pinned, it still made Orange Cassidy look like a viable threat to him because there were a few moments in that match mm-hmm. when he went on the offense flurry where he, yeah, he was completely believable if he took that pin and he got the victory over Pac. And I'm all cool with this because I got a feeling that they're saying this up for more matches with, between the two of them in the future. I hope so. so, yeah, to me, I'm just like, holy shit, this is fucking great. And this is a great way to really, because this was his coming out party in AEW, yep. if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. So, if you, you get these matches that have a million falsies and you know they're bullshit, uh, the Young Bucks are particularly guilty of that. Uh, it's just falsy after falsy, you're like, this, it's, this isn't it, this isn't it. Most, if not all, of the falsies in this match would have been believable to be the finish. I was like, "Oh, they, oh, they got it! Oh, now here it is!" So that's and that's what you want. You know, you don't want three thousand in the middle that you know are never going to happen. So it's it was just all around a successful match. Yes, absolutely. So main event time: uh, AEW World Championship, Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. They get their fun entrances. Moxley enters in from the fucking freezing cold Chicago streets. Uh, Jericho has a goddamn choir singing his song. Um, this goes 24 minutes, and uh, we have a new champion. We do. Gentlemen, John Moxley, your new AEW champion. Double gold Moxley. Yeah, because yeah, well, he's the United States champion in New Japan, too. He is. Oh, that's wild to me. Um <laughs> This, I thought, was a ton of fun. It felt like a main event. Um, I, I, I think we were also kind of coming down after from the excitement of uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah um, I felt bad for this main event to be in the death spot after following <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I enjoyed it a ton, though. Um, the work was fine. Moxley's goddamn head getting split. Yeah, there was a super scary spot early on where, you know, I, I am uh, admittedly that scumbag who tries to watch <laughs> people calling spots and when people blade themselves, you know, like, they, they took the camera away. That's why they did the Arn Anderson spot mm-hmm. to wipe him out in the Cody match with MJF so MJF could run the razor, zip, zip. Um, but it was one of those things where, like, Moxley goes head first into the, the post and Brett and I were watching, like, we both had the same reaction at the same time. In the time that it took Moxley's head to hit the post and him to turn around, he was already bleeding. I was like, he didn't fucking gig, man. That was yeah. real. And then, like, sometimes he's covered in blood and sometimes he's not as they're cutting the camera away. Jericho's trying to kill time. And you see Moxley, like, there was, like, 
not in his face, because he's really good at keeping that Moxley persona, that face, that whatever it is. But you could tell from his body language that he was worried if he was yeah. going to bleed out. He was putting pressure on it. And then at the end of the match, you could see he fucking opened himself up. Like, yeah. it looked like a yeah. piece of skin was gone. Yeah, the doctor handed him some gauze. Yeah, it was yeah. rough, man. It was scary. Like, I'm like, shit, they're going to end this early. Because it happened, like, within, like, what? First, like, five minutes of the yeah. match? Yeah, it was real yeah. quick. Yep. Wasn't even in the official match, if I remember correctly. Yeah. No, no, they yeah. did, like, the official, like, thing where they were both in the ring. Yeah. There was a title oh, that match. was the start. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. they rushed at each other, punch, 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 outside, brawl around, come back in, and then it went right into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why, for some reason, I when Jericho picked up the bell and started ringing it when he was dicking around, mm-hmm. killing time for Moxley, for mm-hmm. some reason, I thought that was... Oh, okay. Now they're he's yeah. kind of doing the official start of the match. My yeah. mistake. Yeah. So you think like they had another twenty minutes? They had yeah. to go. I yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. Well, and we did. We did. The camera did catch Moxley giving it the uh, the old flick to make it bleed again, <laughs> uh, like three quarters of the way through. So he's a sick bastard. Yeah. Well, at the end, he was like, "All right, I can I can play with this now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a little more out of me. Yeah. Why not? A little extra juice. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good gas. But it was a, it was a good match. It felt yeah. like a main event. Yeah. It wasn't like that blow away knockout thing like the box match was mm-hmm. it wasn't the emotional thing for us and i'm sure a lot of other people like the orange cassidy match but it was the match that it needed to be um you know jericho there was a lot of the stuff with the the boston crab fighting back and forth because we had the randy couture video <laughs> teaching chris or teaching john moxley on how to escape from the yeah. boston crab uh uh randy couture a purveyor of someone who is constantly in a boston crab at all times and dj yes. brought up a good point about uh, the Boston Crab in this match and how this relates to uh, a, a previous feud in the world of sports oh, yeah. and entertainment. So uh, Jericho is using the Boston Crab as a finish because it's not the Lion Tamer anymore. It's it's the Boston Crab. Uh, he blinded the man who he was giving the Boston Crab to and that man did, does a DDT as a finish. This is just Rick Martel, Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts. Checks out. So in the cage, we're going to have the Visionaries versus... Oh, fuck. The, God. I had the, it vipers, I, the Vipers. The Vipers. Yeah. Fuck, that was so close. Yes. Yeah, that means, if, listen, if Paul Roman and the Warlord get a payday out of this, I'm all for it. I, 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 Power and Glory should be getting paychecks to this very day, as far as wow. I'm concerned, even if Hercules has been dead for 30 years. <laughs> Moxley's gonna move in with DDP. He's gonna leave a cobra in his bathroom. <laughs> it's just gonna be—it's gonna be wild. The way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> there was the little uh, spot at the end where uh, Moxley goes, "I got you," and takes the eye patch yep. off. But when he lifts the eye patch, because he listens to the show, there's just blood pouring everywhere. I was just like, Ugh. Um, "Throws it, finish one, two, three, new champion." Um, yeah, it, it was time. It's definitely time. I think, I, I think so. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, you know, Jericho did what he did. He, the first champ, champ makes sense because, you know, it's Jericho. If people are going to – we talked about Wave in the beginning. If you're going to get anybody to change that channel over, it's they're going to see Jericho and go, I know this guy. Let me, let me see what this is up to. So I right. think it was the right and choice. Kind of like how Michelle uh-huh. said, you know, you're going to see Jericho and say, I'm going to stick around. Or you're going to hear Jim Ross's voice yeah. and say, yeah. I recognize that voice from wrestling. Yes. And I'm going to stick around. So, like, those were two good – people to have involved in this early goings of the company to kind of establish them. And, uh, you know, Moxley is still a star, you know. Um, He himself has publicly stated that he was worried that his last couple months in WWE were going to make people forget what he could do and who he was, that he was going to be a joke. And, you know, we were talking before that a year ago at this time, 
he was losing to Elias on Raw in seven minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. And that's crazy to think about that he's come so far, and, like, he really hasn't come that far. He just worked hard to get himself back to and better than where he was before. Yeah. You know, this is the spot that I think Moxley deserves, and I think a lot of us saw Moxley on the indies some 10, 11, 12 years ago, yeah. and I never would have imagined him in this position and I think it's awesome that a guy like that is in this position to be the flag bearer, to be the face, to be the mm-hmm. champion of the company. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they ha- – I know they have him locked down to a decent contract. Yeah. He's mentioned it publicly, and uh, I hope they give him, like, a good, nice, lengthy run with it. I do, too. I mean, the guy's just been – ever since he's got out of WWE, I mean, he's just been hitting the ground running between yeah. AEW – between New Japan, um, I mean, he's still doing stuff like the Bloodsport show with uh, Barnett at WrestleMania weekend. He's doing a Scrapper Mania over in Ireland. Yes. Uh, in two weeks, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's still getting to do all that shit, and it's just... I, and like, I read an interview with him, he's just like, this feels like it's like a vacation to me. Yeah. You know, he's like, I love wrestling, this is what I love to do. And he goes, I wasn't able to do that in WWE yeah. anymore, you know? And yeah, like, uh, just... From where he was a year ago, it's, just, it, it's honestly crazy. It's it's an interesting sort of study if you look at him and sort of even I mean his body language, his just his face, his health, his the, you know he transformed his body like he you know got in better shape there because he's wrestling in a wife beater in the WWE <laughs> and doing that goofy shit even to to his hair like everything he changed about himself and it, it's you know part because he's getting to do what he wants and part because he's happy. He wasn't happy there, and I always sort of talk and think when I see people, you know, willingly leaving the WWE or turning down contracts, uh, like a certain tag team that just turned down like five hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever it was, uh, and I'm like, you guys are crazy to to leave the WWE. What you know, you want to be if you're a wrestler, conceivably you want to be on WrestleMania. That's you know whatever you want to do, um, but to see this guy how unhappy he was and. Be like, you know what? I'm gonna take this chance. I mean, it's not that huge chance because AEW was coming up, but like, you know, to get out there and do what he wants to do and be his own guy in wrestling is a cool thing to see, and it's good to see him healthy and happy, even though he's bleeding buckets all around the world. But that's what he loves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you go back to the Jericho interview, and like, he talks about what his biggest influences are, like, what, uh, de- like Big Japan death matches, mm-hmm. Terry Funk. Like you know, like, who I mean, isn't? But you know, okay. like yeah. but and another thing too, he's only like thirty three years old. Yeah, you know, like he is still young. He's got a long time left. Um, Shit, I, he I can go him. back to WWE in like ten years, mm-hmm. and they'll treat him like a god. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, because they don't have like. And again, DJ alluded to it before. Look at Goldberg. Like they sacrificed uh, the most recent creation that finally got over that WWE did. The Bray Wyatt Fiend stuff. Whatever your opinion of it is, it was over. It was moving merchandise. Mm-hmm. It was successful. And they sacrificed it, again, not hugely, but to do a Goldberg match at WrestleMania. And 10 years from now, I could see them, you know, bringing back John Moxley as a returning Hall of Famer yeah. to beat whoever their champion is 10 years from now because of the big deal that Moxley was in Japan, in AEW, whatever else he's going to do over these next 10 years. And at 43 years old, He'll still have like another like two, three years good left to go in WWF yeah. if such a yeah. thing happens. I mean, Edge just came back, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, uh, man, it's such, a, it's so, it's just I don't know. It's mind blowing to me. Like the guy's doing everything that he's doing mm-hmm. and he's wildly successful, and it's awesome. I love it. 
Um, but yeah, that was the show for Revolution. I'm going to go around the table. Ooh. Starting with Doug. Yes. Ooh. Give me your favorite match. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I already can think I can predict it for the table. I had a, the, a very close second would be Darby Allen and uh, Sex God. I just blanked on his name. Sammy Guevara, me. but I like Sammy Sex Guevara. God. Thank you, but number one like is going to be. I like that you took the uh, the opposite direction that AEW did, where he where Jericho announced him as the Spanish sex god, and now AEW calls him the Spanish god, and you were like, no, he's a sex god. I'm going sex god. <laughs> right. He's a good looking lad. Okay, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, number one for me was Pac and Cassidy. 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 Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Joe? Uh, Orange Cassidy versus the Bastard Pack. Uh, emotional uh, for me being a fan of Orange Cassidy and seeing such a huge stage, seeing the reaction live, seeing the reaction online, just seeing people who didn't get it finally get it, people who have gotten it be proud and happy to see this happen. And uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy versus uh, Pac was the best match of the show. DJ? Uh, SCU versus Dark Order <laughs> uh, from the pre-show. I really think it was just it was just the culmination of what I've been waiting for. No, uh, the the cape the cape work in uh, in that match is uh, beyond, uh, just beyond the beyonds, if you will. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no, of course it's Cassidy versus Pac, the bastard Pac. Uh, I mean, it's just it's what we were most waiting for. It's the people's main event. Uh, and it just it told the best story. It had the uh, the timing was easily the best. I mean, Cassidy's timing is impeccable. Pac is Pac, he's great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's no no surprise to anyone whatsoever. Brett, how about you? Not a roast that way. That's what I figured no. you'd say. <laughs> no, uh, obviously, Pat Cassidy. It's just man, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the show? We'll go with Doug first. I had a good time with it. This is, um, and like I said earlier, AEW pay-per-views feel like special events to me. Kind of like how a Royal Rumble feels like a special event. WrestleMania used to feel like a special event before it was, you know... Ooh, that just feels like a chore. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure the WrestleMania pre-show has already fucking begun somewhere. <laughs> but no, I really had a lot of good time with it. And also, it reminded me of something, and I, I didn't put a finger on it until tonight. One of the things I do miss about pay-per-views was... You don't just sit by yourself in your house and watch wrestling on your computer, which I've been doing for a while now. It's you get together at a friend's house, you have some food, everybody's hanging out, bullshitting, having a good time, watching wrestling together, making jokes. And it's like, oh man, this is what I missed about it. It's like not just watching wrestling, but watching wrestling with your friends. The award winning World Wrestling Entertainment Network has taken away that communal aspect of professional wrestling. I love that. And, you know, listen, we're mostly all old men except for Brett and the communal aspect of professional wrestling has gone to sitting at home watching alone and tweeting with other people about it being in like a discord chat or whatever the fuck it is doing that sort of thing I like this I like getting together with friends and being in a room with people and having that same emotion and feelings and everything else and just shooting the shit um you know I do like the world I like on WrestleMania night where the main event goes to the ring at midnight <laughs> and I can be in my bed at 1215 watching it and then not have to worry about anything else, you know. Um, but I would say, so it's weird because um, at the, uh, there was only like four good matches on the show out of eight. 
Uh, nine if you include the pre-show, and I don't because the pre-show is not real. Um, so, like, half the card was good, but the half that was good was really good. So, you know, if you didn't see it, um, you know, and you're going to get it on the replay or whatever the fuck it is, um, you know, watch the tag match, watch Sammy Guevara, uh, uh, Darby Allen match, watch OC and Pac, and watch the main event. Rest of the show is skippable, which is sad to say, especially the, the, the Cody MJF stuff really bums me out because of how much mm-hmm. time and effort and everything else that they put into it. And the match was just such like just flat. You know, they tried real hard and they tried to do like the old school. It was like the old school Raven dog and pony show yeah. where you got the run ins and you got this and you got all these different things and all these threads that are all coming together. But the work just wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to bring up the same thing. Uh, when when you, Brett asked this question, I was like, oh, the, the thing that I like the best about all of this is watching it with my friends. It's it's a thing you know, we all share. Uh, and my sort of take on that is watching it with friends makes the bad matches better. Absolutely. I agree with that. So it helps. I, I would have been complaining. If I was watching this by myself, I would have been complaining on Twitter about a bunch of these matches. Uh, I would have been complaining about how Hager uh, could not get carried to a good match by someone as good as Dustin. I would have complained about how Nile and Statlander were dropping each other, uh, you know, because they were overexhausted. Um, so that sort of lifts the whole show for me. But the stuff that was good was very, very good. Uh, and this, re- honestly, for me, as long as the OC match was as good as it was, I'd probably give it a thumbs up. So, but I do, I did, I did like the show overall. Uh, especially compared to some things that the WWE's been putting out lately. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and you know I don't want to sound like a parrot or anything, but unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. Like watching with everybody, yep. it makes it so much more enjoyable and fun. And uh, yeah, the show itself. And, and Joe, I'll say to your credit, you know, I know on at odds, like you'll say, like the stuff that AEW does that's good is really good. The stuff that's like not so good is almost leans on the side of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like obviously circumstances with Nyla Statlander, like it, it was just bad and it brings it down a little bit, but I enjoyed it overall. Um, I'm interested to see like what's next for Mox. Yeah. What's next for like Hangman and Wednesday's going to be an important and, show for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, obviously MJF Cody, that's not done, but like, what do you do with Orange Cassidy now? Like, what do you do with Darby? So I am, I, I'm more so interested, like. You know, there's a lot of stuff with, like, NXT right now. We're just like, yeah. oh, God, I don't care where well, they're going. I, like, we, you know. What they have to do is try and avoid, like, just to bring NXT into it a little bit, is what they've done with Keith Lee. Keith Lee had the, was that programming with Undisputed Era, the, the parking lot brawl, all that stuff, pouncing Adam Cole into the yeah. crowd. Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series. Wrestles Roddy, has a great match, wins the title, and then next week he's wrestling Dijakovic again. When... Uh, Priest, yeah. you know, like what's the, uh, that makes no sense to me. So they have to avoid that and really do something meaningful with these people that really stood out this week or the yes. tonight. I mean, yeah, definitely agree. Um, yeah, I think that I think that wraps us up here. You want to uh, hit some social media, my Whoa. friend? Social meds. Yes. All right. Well, the nice thing is that we have Joe here, so we don't have to plug his shit for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably already know. But uh, at Wednesday War Pod on Twitter, Wednesday Night War Pod at Gmail, uh, we're available wherever podcasts are available, uh, iTunes and whatnot. Uh, no matter what the guy to my right says, 
Uh, rate and review because the algorithm matters. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, get more eyes on us. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Thank you for listening. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's is that all I ever plug? I never remember. I mean, remember when I used to write this stuff down and prepare, soon to be named be network prepared for the show. Joe's here. I don't have to do any of that. Well, I mean, we're we're a part of it. I don't have to do any of that. He is is the founder, but we are a part. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, Fuck all this other stuff. My email address is threeguysfromnowhere at gmail.com. PayPal me money. Or soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. Uh, this show that you're listening to, and thank you very much, DJ and Brett, for having me on. Of course. Uh, our pleasure, for Open sure. invite. Longbox yeah. Heroes, longboxheroes.com, or Longbox Heroes After Dark, At Oz With Wrestling, Profane Arguments, Puzzle Warriors 3, Final Wrestling Place, uh, all of those shows, anytime they go live or the people from those shows appear on other shows and they tell me that they're on those other shows, they can all be found at soon-to-be-network.com. The only thing that's better is a text file full of RSS feeds uh, <laughs> that you keep secret and stowed away, password protected on your phone because you don't trust podcatchers because they're all phony bullshit. Uh, I forgot to plug uh, Wings on Wings. Oh, yes, Wings on Wings, yes. the, Wings on Wings, the newest member right. of the soon-to-be-named-network. Uh, Three of the four men at this table are on it uh, with mm-hmm. a guest of the show, Michelle. Uh, that is underscore Wings on Wings on Twitter, uh, Wings on Wings podcast at Gmail, and underscore Wings on Wings on Instagram. Uh, that's, you know, we, we got some hot sauces coming in. So yes, we do. We do. Fuck. So God, that'll be fun, dude. too. Yeah, but, fun. Well, personals, uh, I'm oh, at yeah. Brett X Edge 570 if you want to see me delving down the hole of wrestling figures yep. and having dilemmas. Watch Brett lose all of his money. Well, not lose it. He knows where it goes. It goes into action figures. That's my betting money, That's my true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a degenerate piece of shit. Yes, you are, and I love it. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> You're not a degenerate gambler if you win, right? No, he's right? still a degenerate gambler. Okay. That's why it's all. Well, right. well, that's that's the Norm MacDonald joke. Yeah. You know, people yeah. say gambling is a disease. <laughs> But it's the only disease where you can win a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Well, I've got a plug. Somehow in the past week, I've been on three different podcasts. Wow. Oh, shit. Have you really? Yeah. Well, in addition to Wings on Wings and, of course, uh, Wednesday Night Wars. If you want to listen to myself and two maniacs from the Lehigh Valley review beer and make up uh, false facts about cottage cheese, check out the (laughs) Hooligans of Hops. And you can hear some fucking weird... Beer reviews. The hooligans of hops. <laughs> hooligans of hops. Friend of the show, Kevin. Oh, okay. Uh, along with a gentleman by the name of Rick from down that way. Okay. Yeah, we take four or five beers, and over the course of the podcast, we each uh, we drink them, we review the beers, we talk about it, and in between, we either wind each other up, so we just go on angry rants, or we just make up outrageous lies All about right. weird <laughs> historical cheese. events. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Yeah, that was around the holidays. Are yeah, you a, a regular on thing. this podcast, or was this a rare appearance for you? No, I'm on now because it's recorded in the basement of the house I live on right now. Fair so uh, yeah, I just have to walk down two sets of stairs. Sounds like we've got. A new podcast in the soon to be named. Oh, <laughs> I'll talk to the, I'll talk to management. All right. And yeah, if you want to talk to me on social media, I, I don't know why, but uh, just, let's see. Just watch him post pictures and videos of just black. No, listen. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll wait. Stone Dog texted me about that. By the way, about oh. your Instagram stories. He's like, talks a dark motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, Douglas Bublack on Facebook. Hey, it's Doug13 on Twitter. Doug13 on FetLife. 
You don't need to know the rest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drop me a line, we'll talk. But Doug actually is uh, a good follow on Twitter. Uh, he's been talking recently with our friend Jenna about a dilemma that she's been having regarding buying a pair of boots. Oh, yeah. And Doug is one of the few people, uh, people in this room are included in this, that I don't have their retweets turned off. Because you do retweet a lot of good stuff on Twitter. Like Super those, 70 Sports. Super 70 Sports stuff. Hot <laughs> shit. I, I, why follow that account? Doug retweets the best stuff of it, you know? So, uh, no, Doug's really good for uh, a follow on Twitter. Uh, again, you're not going to get a lot of interaction with him, but that's all right. You just want to see what he's up to. It's good to keep tabs on Doug. I don't want to put too much out there on social media. We know the NSA is listening. Oh, my goodness. Of course they are. You sound, you sound like a tow truck driver from West Virginia, I know. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. We'll talk out there. Yeah. I'm not, supposed to, I'm not supposed to be talking about that in public, but here we are. It's so tough. I want to make jokes. All right. In public. In public. I will. All right. Well, not, not if I will. I will. <laughs> well, if that's it, that's uh, it. Yeah, I think that that about does it. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Joe, obviously, yeah. for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Fun times, as always. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to, at the very least, do the next AEW one, whatever that happens to be. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It was so, interesting. They didn't officially announce the pay-per-view. Yeah, because the last time they did here, and I think they, you know, the big thing that they were pushing was the... Not war games in the, the, the metal in Vince's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm sure probably that show is where they're going to announce the pay per view. Uh, I think sense. I think we know it's May Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas. They did announce the pay per view though, didn't they? Not tonight. Yeah. No, not tonight. You're like right. they announced yeah. it, but it wasn't on the pay per view. You know, like yes. we didn't get like an on sale date or any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, this will this will be we'll fun if we can get sure. this again. But uh, if uh, you know you enjoy listening, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, that's it. I mean, yeah, I got nothing else, pal. And we'll see if DJ has this edited and posted by the time that I leave his house and get home. I'm going to try. All right. Your clock is ticking. I might fall asleep at the keyboard. All right, that's all right. <laughs> I've been there before. All right. Well, I'll ring us out, pro wrestling. Let's go. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. They gotta get cleaned, man. Like, we got, I got a beef in that he was filthy. <laughs> don't, please don't ever say that to me again. <laughs>